Good afternoon, everyone. We give praise that this Sunday afternoon we can all worship our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We welcome all guests joining us this afternoon. The Council has no announcements, except this afternoon we'll be led by our pastor, Reverend Julius Vince Bronson. In preparation for worship, we will praise our God with singing of hymn 36. rise for worship and lift up our hearts to the Lord. We begin this worship service by together confessing our dependence on the Lord. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Amen. Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of kings on earth. Amen. We'll now sing together hymn 30, or Psalm 86, stanzas 1 and 2. And please remain standing as we also afterward will profess our faith with the singing of hymn 1.
uh, together with the church of all ages and all places in the world, let us publicly profess our Catholic undoubted faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed as we sing them in hymn one. Gracious triune God, we thank you that we may know you, that you have revealed your holy majesty, your glory to us in your holy word. And we may read and study as we learn about who we are, who, we, who you are. We ask, O oh Lord, that as we live our lives, as we face different circumstances, challenges, reasons for joy and celebration, that you may guide us through all these different circumstances, your Holy Spirit guiding us in your word. We ask, Father, that also this afternoon as we turn to your word, we may understand again from your word the the full revelation of who we are and why you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, into the world and how in Him we have complete salvation, forgiveness of sins as we may live in your grace. We ask, O oh Lord, that the gospel of your grace may be near to us as a comfort and encouragement to us in all the circumstances of our lives. And we pray for those in our congregation who are facing uh, special struggles, we know that there are many in our midst who are struggling with depression. And this afternoon, we think especially of our sister Dita Malifsta, who's had a very difficult week again. And we pray that you will be near to her and encourage her and 
Also, her husband, Corny, at this time, that he may give support to Dita through this challenge. Lord, as we realize the frailty of our lives, the challenges that we are made to face, and how many of us are struggling with anxiety, with depression, with uh, illnesses and injuries, with so many things that concern us, also the strong pull of temptations. Oh Lord, we thank you that we may turn to you and find in you uh, understanding a gracious Father who loves us, who holds each one of us in his, in, in his hands. And we thank you that we may call you our Father in Jesus Christ. We pray that you will work powerfully in our hearts by your Spirit again this afternoon, that we may understand what we are reading and understand the, the privilege that we have to be your children. So we pray in Jesus' name, amen. This afternoon we'll read together from some chapters in Romans, and we read these chapters also understanding what they say to us about how we share in Adam's sin, but also have new life in Jesus Christ uh, as he works it in our hearts by the Spirit. And we'll read together then from Romans chapter 5, verses 12 to 21, and then Romans 7, verses 18 to 8, verse 17. <clears throat> Romans 5, verse 12. Hear the word of God. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. Whereas by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. Now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then we see that Paul continues to say how we're now alive to God, speaks of the conversion of the sinner 
to be a Christian, and as a Christian then he describes the ongoing struggle in Romans 7, and we'll start at verse 18. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law, waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law, indeed it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. So then, brothers, we are, not, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. As far as the reading of scriptures, we'll now sing together in response and preparation also for the message. Psalm 51, stanzas 2 and 3. It's the psalm uh, that David sang after he committed the sin with Bathsheba. He composed to describe what has happened in which he recognizes he was guilty from birth, but also that God purifies 
even those guilty from birth and makes us clean. And that's also the important basis of the confession that we will look at this afternoon. Psalm 51, stanzas 2 and 3. <laughs> 